CRN. can try fighting the law all you want, but the law is always going to win. From politicians and celebrities to sports figures and business leaders, they're fighting the law. Now here to sort out the nation's top legal news stories is America's favorite legal analyst, Royal Oaks. This is the Royal Oaks Show. Thank you, Mike Horn, and this is Royal Oaks, and welcome to the Royal Oaks Show. And when you talk about the top legal stories, uh, some weeks it's easy to pick them, and some weeks it's hard. I think this uh, engineer, Mike Gary, this is an easy week. I think OJ is uh, is the top story, uh, so we're going to spend some time talking about the Simpson parole hearing. We're also going to talk about a huge legal issue, of course, the Donald Trump continuing Russian saga. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the O.J. story really is, is number one. Um, the, the parole hearing was fascinating in Nevada. Mike, I don't know if you got a chance to actually watch it uh, or, or did you just hear about it? I watched plenty of it and I heard plenty about it. It's an amazing story. Yeah, it, it really was amazing. Um, you know, the, the first question, of course, uh, uh, that, that was on the minds of the parole board members was, well, you know, uh, has he served enough time? And uh, their bottom line conclusion, uh, all four of them unanimously, uh, they decided to parole him, uh, him, as everybody knows. But I got to tell you, my feeling is that that Simpson almost blew it. I think the cake was pretty much baked before the, the hearing the other day. I think he was very likely to get parole because of all the factors that Nevada takes into account. He was a model prisoner, and he was 70 years old. He didn't have any criminal convictions, which, of course, people hear about and they say, what do you mean? No, no criminal convictions. Right. The wrongful death judgment by the civil jury in Santa Monica in the 90s doesn't count as a criminal conviction. We all know he was found not guilty of murder. But, you know, they're all supposed to look at things like contrition and admission of responsibility. And I got to say, O.J. Simpson was defensive. He was defiant. Uh, He was arguing with the the board members. He essentially said he didn't do anything wrong. He was saying, I didn't know there were any guns there. Uh, He was saying that he was just trying to get his stuff back. In other words, he's saying the same things he's been saying for almost a decade. Uh, Mike, was your impression that that he was just a little bit more combative than you'd expect in that context? It was almost childlike. He was like a toddler. He wouldn't really take it responsibility for any of his actions till the very end. And yeah. like like you said, you know, when I was following it on Twitter, so many journalists and pundits were saying, like, he's blowing this. He's absolutely blowing this at the time. Yeah, well, I, th- I think O.J. Simpson doesn't change. He, he's, he's a narcissist. Uh, he, you know, nothing he does is wrong. Uh, some of the most amazing things came out of his mouth during that hearing. One was, well, I've led a conflict-free life. <laughs> Excuse me? Did, did he listen to the 911 calls by Nicole uh, during the murder trial? Uh, you know, the fact that he denies the murders, fine, but you know, to say it's a conflict-free life, it's just really kind of ridiculous. So we're going to get into uh, this in some detail. We're going to talk about uh, the future for O.J. Simpson, uh, what happened at the parole hearing. And uh, we welcome your calls at 818-818-6401. You could also reach us by tweet. You could reach us at at CRN Digital Talk. That's at CRN Digital Talk. And the phone, 818 818- 818-6401. We're going to talk about uh, the statements that were made at the parole hearing uh, by the so-called victim, and we welcome your calls. This is the Royal Oak Show. Stay with us. We'll be back on CRN with the Royal Oak Show. 
Credit cards are sure fun to use, perhaps a little addicting, and they kind of make you feel rich. Well, if you're like most Americans, you've got over five maxed out credit cards in your pocket right now, and you can barely make the minimum payments, right? I'd like to personally recommend a company called DebtHelper.com. DebtHelper.com is a licensed and insured nonprofit debt management agency. They can help cut your interest rates by as much as 50% and lower your monthly payments, saving you thousands of dollars in finance charges on your credit cards card bills. DebtHelper.com does not lend money. DebtHelper's program could have you paying off your credit card debt in full in a three to five year period. Call DebtHelper.com right now for your free confidential consultation today. 866 Welcome back. This is the Royal Oak Show. We're talking about the O.J. Simpson parole hearing in Nevada. I can't say it was in Lovelock because O.J. was in Lovelock and the commissioners were down in Carson City, the capital of Nevada. That was kind of weird. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't arrange to uh, to be in the same room. Uh, I guess it's okay because you get to see somebody's demeanor and so on by video. But then it got even weirder because there were two of the six commissioners who were not in the room in Carson City to watch the video feed. Instead, they were down in Las Vegas. And what was going to happen is if they couldn't get a unanimous 4-0 vote, because you need four commissioners to vote to release Simpson, then they would have to have uh, canvassed the two people who weren't there. And, and I don't think it was made clear to anybody as to whether the two who weren't there, they were down in Vegas for some reason, did they even see the video feed? I mean, presumably the rest of us saw the video feed. It was, so it was kind of a, an oddball situation. But I think most people were predicting that Simpson wouldn't need to have those other people consulted. Most people were predicting that based on the factors involved in Nevada, uh, he was going to get out, and, and sure enough, he did. My connection, by the way, with the Simpson case, uh, just uh, for full disclosure for you folks to know, back in the 90s, I was representing the Radio and Television News Association. I still do represent them. And one of the things that came up was whether or not cameras should roll in the O.J. Simpson case. And so I would appear before Judge Ito and argue in favor of it. And he said, yeah, sure, we'll, we'll let it roll. And, of course, he became a big celebrity. He was on the cover of Time magazine, probably on Newsweek as well. Uh, Jay Leno had the dance Ito's. The guy was a complete celebrity. He was a star. So uh, at one point, a couple of months into the trial, Ito is really not happy with Marsha Clark and Johnny Cochran. They have been acting up. They have been turning this into a media circus. And so what he does is he gathers together thousands and thousands of letters from all over the world, mostly from people who are saying, we don't like the idea of the cameras. And he put them in like 15 boxes, storage boxes, and he piled them up in the courtroom, and he sends the word out. He wants me to come down. He wants Kelly Sager, who represented other media interests, and some other lawyers to come down and try to convince him that we should continue to have camera coverage. And so we troop down there and we, we give it our best shot. And he listens and he challenges us and he says that, you know, the, the lawyers are abusing the system and so on. And at the end of the day, of course, he didn't pull the plug. He never stopped the cameras rolling. We didn't miss a single second of the Simpson trial. And my attitude was sunlight is the best disinfectant. It's, it's a good idea for the public to be able to see its judicial system at work. So I was happy that he came to that conclusion. But cameras got a black eye. Ever since then, it's been very difficult to get cameras in the courtroom. For years, we were basically shut out. And then along came the Carol O'Connor case. Some of you folks may remember the Carol O'Connor, the famous actor who was the star of All in the Family in the 70s, had a son who died uh, allegedly as a result of a drug dealer getting him uh, some drugs. And so Carol O'Connor actually sued the drug dealer uh, for this, and that went to trial. And Judge Malcolm Mackey, the Los Angeles Superior Court, agreed to allow the cameras to roll. This is about the first time after the O.J. situation that this was approved, and it went flawlessly, and it let us get back in the game. 
Then a few years later, you may remember Phil Spector, the guy with the spectacular hair who uh, killed Lana Clarkson with a pistol uh, while he was drunk at his Alhambra mansion after he had uh, met up with her at the House of Blues in West Hollywood. And there were two trials involving Phil Spector. And Judge Fiddler of the L.A. Superior Court granted our camera request in both of those cases. And again, they went flawlessly. So we've had plenty of opportunities since O.J. Simpson to prove that cameras can be a good thing. The public gets to see its judicial system at work. People aren't intimidated. Witnesses still show up. Jurors aren't intimidated and so on. The problem is in recent years, the judiciary has kind of backslid. We had the Conrad Murray case, for example. And yes, we had some camera coverage, but I like to call it camera light. We got the opening statements. We got the final arguments. We got the verdict announcement. But we didn't get the heart of the case. We didn't get the testimony of witnesses. And a lot of people think, well, if you've got a camera rolling, then the witnesses will be intimidated. They'll be afraid to show up. I have to tell you, from experience seeing this happen hundreds of times, People show up, they have to because they're under subpoena, and they forget about the camera within seconds. I mean, it's pretty nerve-wracking being in court anyway. you got a cranky lawyer trying to make you look bad. Uh, the judge is sitting there glowering at you. The fact that there's a silent camera in the back of the room is the least of your troubles, and it really doesn't have an impact on the situation. And if lawyers are tempted to act up, there's a very simple solution. It's called a gavel, and the judge can bang that gavel and make sure that, that the lawyers get back in line. So... I'm glad that we're, we've, we've gotten back into the game, but it would be nice when judges do grant cameras for a, a trial if for us to get the whole thing so we, we actually can have let the public see what the witnesses are saying, see what their demeanor is, so people don't have to rely on people like me to just sort of filter with sound bites uh, on the evening news what is really happening in court. Let's talk about uh, a really controversial aspect of the O.J. Simpson uh, parole hearing that held, was held in Nevada this week. The fact that he's a double killer, it was irrelevant. Right in the middle of, of the board hearing, without anybody saying anything about it, of course, O.J. Simpson isn't going to raise it, but the chair of the, of the board, she just out of the blue says, oh, by the way, you know, we've gotten a whole bunch of letters. We've gotten hundreds of letters about <clears throat> what happened in the 90s uh, with, the, uh, with the homicides, and um, we, we didn't take that into account. A lot of letters uh, were critical of Mr. Simpson. A lot of letters were in support of Mr. Simpson. But we're here to tell you that uh, that, that didn't uh, consider. We didn't consider that it was not part of of our mix. And a lot of people listen to that and say, "Well, now why is that? Why would Nevada take that position? Because not every state it takes that it takes that view that a, a person's uh, conduct that led to, for example, a wrongful death judgment in a civil case is utterly irrelevant. Instead, what do they look at? Well, they look at a person's age. Okay, I get it. He's 70. Statistically, it's unlikely that people are going to reoffend after they get out on parole when they're 70. I understand that's a factor. They also take into account his sex. He actually had a strike against him, O.J. Simpson did, because he's a guy. Because statistically, women are less likely to reoffend after they get out on parole. Now, why that isn't some sort of gender discrimination, I'm not sure. Uh, the, the parole people say, well, you can't argue with the, the metrics, the, the analytics. We can prove to you that the gals are less likely than the guys to reoffend. Well, but you could prove a lot of things with statistics that might justify discriminatory laws, but we don't allow it. But the point is, we look at those factors. We also look at the fact that he was a model prisoner. And you look at a half a dozen other factors. Why wouldn't you look at the fact that this guy, in the words of the Viggo Mortensen movie, A History of Violence, uh, beat up Nicole serially throughout the 1980s, 82, 87, 89 court cases. You've got those chilling 911 calls where Nicole says to the officer, I think you know his record. It's O.J. Simpson. He's going to kill me. She was cowering in the bushes when she called this in. So bottom line, uh, you have a situation where this guy has a history of violence, and obviously a unanimous jury verdict in the Santa Monica case is something that other states would have taken into account, but no, not Nevada. They thought that the killings were irrelevant. When we come back, we're going to talk about the statements by uh, the so-called victim, Bruce Fromong. That was pretty remarkable. We're also going to talk about the contribution by O.J. Simpson's lawyer, Good Grief. 
talk about lameness. I, I can't believe that Simpson hired this guy. I mean, it worked out, but uh, uh, very peculiar behavior by this lawyer. Hey, if you'd like to join us, 818-818-6401. This is the Royal Oak Show. Stay with us. We'll be back on CRN with the Royal Oak Show. Aloha! Experience your home away from home, being beachfront at the Kanapali Beach Hotel. Begin your getaway, relaxing on over 11 acres of tropical Hawaiian gardens at Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel. Voted Best Aloha Spirit by Hawaii Magazine readers. Just walking around the grounds with all the tropical vegetation, relaxing poolside, or kicking back in the sun on the world-renowned Kanapali Beach makes you feel like you're home in paradise. There's a package to fit all your needs. Wedding, honeymoon, activities, private parties, great food, or just good beach fun. The hotel perpetuates the Hawaiian tradition at its best. Call 661-0011 or visit kbhmaui.com. Hey Lorraine, do you realize that your mother, my mother-in-law, Chef Maria, has been serving Las Vegas since 1949? Yes, I do, Dennis. That's when she first met Howard Hughes, who fell in love with her cooking. And in 1955, she opened her first restaurant on Fremont Street. Yes, dear. And another great customer was Liberace. Wow. Then in 1962, while Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack were causing global excitement on the Las Vegas Strip, your family opened their second restaurant. And in 1960, 72, Elvis Presley began electrifying Las Vegas audiences and eating in our restaurants. You know, Lorraine, this is quite a town. There's only one Las Vegas. And there's only one bootlegger Italian bistro. Folks, when you're in Las Vegas, come visit us. We'll make you feel like you're part of our family. The bootlegger Italian bistro, conveniently located at 7700 Las Vegas Boulevard, South Strip. Visit our website at www.bootleggerlasvegas.com. The smartest way for you to get the lowest prices on your plane tickets, domestic or international, is to call SmartFares first or last, but you've got to call us before you book your plane tickets. Fly anywhere in the world, fly anywhere in the U.S., and SmartFares can save you up to 75% on your plane tickets. We have the lowest airline ticket prices on over 500 airlines, and you've got a great 12-hour free cancellation window. Plus, with our live agent help, you can always get fast help and fast answers. So on your next trip, maybe today, maybe tomorrow, how about right now? Pick up your phone and call SmartFares, plus save up to 75% in your plane reservation. So call right now. show i guess oj simpson's uh, gonna maybe he's gonna be partying you know he'll, he'll get with the beat there in florida perhaps uh, the florida has all these friendly uh, laws that for uh, folks who owe money to people uh, you're allowed to buy a nice house uh, even though in other states you would not be allowed to do that talking about the oj simpson parole hearing of course in nevada this week uh Mike, uh, Gary, uh, you and I were just talking off air about uh, the fact that uh, a lot of people watched this hearing, but according to the uh, headline by the LA Times, it was a ratings dud. And I saw the headline and I thought, man, that's, that's strange. It was really a dud. 14 million people watched it. But you were saying, I mean, a lot of folks could be streaming it, and that just doesn't show up because uh, they looked at the four uh, broadcast networks and several cable outlets, including ESPN. 
I mean, who knows how many people watched it uh, streaming live. Well, not only are people watching it streaming live, but because of Twitter and Instagram and all these social media networks, you can just keep up with the uh, with the footage without even watching it in real time. Right. All right, so 14 million folks uh, were watching on television, watched the parole hearing. And I, part of the reason it wasn't a huge ratings hit, I think, is that people kind of knew that the cake was baked and, and the decision was pretty much a foregone conclusion because we'd been reading about all the factors in Nevada, and they don't take into account the fact that he's uh, uh, killed two people. Uh, but the article did, of course, compare the 14 million to some much larger numbers. For example, in June 1994, uh, when everybody was watching the low-speed chase of Simpson and the Ford White Bronco along the 405 freeway, 95 million people were watching that. So that was a made-for-TV event. But, of course, that was nothing compared to the actual verdict. And, I mean, my gosh, for those who, who lived through it, uh, no matter what you were doing or where you were, uh, I mean, I, I lived through the uh, the moon landing uh, in 1969, that on television. And, of course, people remember where they were uh, on that. And, of course, folks old enough remember where they were for the Kennedy assassination. But for the O.J. Simpson announcement of the verdict uh, on, on the murder charges, it was 150 million people who tuned in. So by comparison, I can see why they weren't overly impressed with the, uh, the 14 million TV viewers. Uh, you know, it's interesting. They make the point that Simpson's audience actually was a little short of the 20 million uh, several weeks ago, who watched James Comey, the former FBI director, testify in, in front of the Senate. So that's kind of a, a, a signal that, that the whole uh, Trump drama really has captured people's imagination as well. Uh, the, uh, when, when the jury found Simpson not guilty in the murder trial back in October 1995, 91% of all television sets in use were tuned in to the event that was shown on ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, uh, according to the Nielsen folks. So, of course, that was pretty much before before the Internet. So we were talking about the factors uh, involved in the, uh, in the parole board hearing involving Simpson this week in Nevada. There was a victim statement, and, and I use the term loosely. The victim who showed up uh, was a guy named Bruce Fromong. And oftentimes at these parole hearings, a victim will show up and say, no way, don't let this guy out, he ruined my life. And you think, of course, of some high-profile case like the Manson killings. And Manson and, and all of the members of his family, uh, Tex Watson and Krenwinkel and, and the rest of the family members, they keep coming up every few years for parole. And there is a loyal, courageous cadre of people, family members, who keep showing up up and arguing from a, a victim's standpoint that these people should not be released, and virtually nobody has been released from the Manson family. In this case, it was flipped over. It was the opposite situation. The victim statement by Bruce Fromong was absolutely in favor of Simpson. Fromong was a hanger-on. He was a friend of Simpson for years and years. He got his hands on some of Simpson's memorabilia. He didn't tell O.J. about it, and the memorabilia wound up in somebody else's hands, and it ended up in this hotel room, the footballs and the jerseys and the baseballs and so on. Well, Fromong was a victim, but he was a friend of Simpson's. He was one of the guys who was kind of strong-armed, and the guns came out, and the stuff was taken. He actually apologized to O.J. Simpson for not telling him he had O.J.'s stuff, that wound up in the hotel room. And then in an emotional moment during the hearing, if you, if you happen to notice this, folks, at the very end, Fromong turns to O.J. and he says, O.J., i got to tell you, if they tell me tomorrow that they're letting you out and if you need a ride from the prison, I'll be there. I will be there to pick you up. So this is the victim statement uh, that, by Bruce Fromong. And at that point, O.J. literally wiped a tear from each of his eyes. This is the Royal Oak Show, our number 818-818-6401. If you'd like to join the conversation, stay with us. We'll be back on CRN with the Royal Oak Show. 
experiencing pain, back pain, shoulder, elbow, or hand pain, pain from a sports injury? If so, schedule a visit with Dr. Michael Schiffs, the leading expert in laser therapy for pain management. Call 310-873-4422 or go to drsheps.com. Experience Epic-T, the breakthrough laser therapy system that Dr. Schiffs developed to make you pain-free in less time. Laser therapy is a non-invasive, safe, and effective in-office procedure that penetrates deep into your skin without damaging the tissue. It perfectly targets areas of pain to promote fast, natural healing. Relax your muscles, ease muscle spasms, joint stiffness, and arthritis pain while increasing blood circulation. For over 25 years, Dr. Sheps has helped Olympic athletes and sports enthusiasts alike get back in the game. Schedule your visit with Dr. Sheps at his Brentwood office in California. Call 310-873-4422 or visit drsheps.com. That's D-R-S-H-E-P-S.com, 310-873-4422. Come on Beach Hotel, Maui's Hawaiian weddings and vow renewals to your own unique ceremony, find out why Ka'anapali Weddings is the perfect place to say, I do. Create the memory that will last a lifetime at the place you and your family know and love, Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Imagine yourself and your loved one just steps away from world-famous Ka'anapali Beach in one of many wedding venues to choose from, including oceanside lawns, tropical gardens, or indoor banquet rooms. With your choice of catering, bar, floral, and musical options, you can make your special day customized just for you. Their wedding specialists will help you plan your dream wedding today. For more information, visit Ka'anapaliweddings.com or call 661-0011. Ka'anapali Weddings, the perfect place to say, I do. Ka'anapali Beach Hotel, Maui's Hawaiian Hotel. Did you know that with a bachelor's degree, on average, you could make almost twice as much over a lifetime than a person with just a high school diploma? It's true. According to the 2012 U.S. Census Bureau, college grads with a bachelor's degree make almost twice as much as high school grads. Now, going back to school is easier than ever at Independence University. Log on and complete coursework from the park or the beach or even your couch watching the kids. And Independence University gives you the tools, a free tablet and laptop for undergrad students to use and keep when they graduate. That's right. Get a laptop so you can go to college from anywhere. Take the first step to a new career in business, information technology, healthcare, or graphic arts. Call to find the online degree program that's right for you. And you could be on your way to increasing your earning potential. 800-989-1361. 800-989-1361. That's 800-989-1361. CRN listeners, when you come to Southern California, stop by a great restaurant, the Dresden Restaurant at 1760 North Vermont Avenue in Hollywood. Enjoy great entertainment, like the music of the legendary Marty and Elaine at the world-famous Dresden Restaurant. The Dresden was a location for the making of the movie Swingers. Now you can swing with stars Marty and Elaine. Plus, enjoy great food, too, like French onion soup, artichoke hearts, and many other great appetizers. Seafood? There's salmon, shrimp scampi, New Zealand orange roughy, halibut, Lake Superior whitefish, and specialties like veal marsala piccata and parmigiana. Plus, we've got a great roast rack of lamb, chicken piccata, and cordon bleu, and pasta dishes, too. Steaks? Filet. New York. Chateaubriand for two. Much more, too, including pork chops, prime rib of beef, and an incredibly extra large cut of prime rib. It's the Dresden Restaurant, open for lunch Monday through Saturday and dinner Monday through Sunday. Check us out at 1760 North Vermont Avenue or call 323-665-4294. Welcome back to the Royal Oak Show. We're talking about the O.J. Simpson uh, parole hearing in Nevada. So what's next for O.J. Simpson? You know that uh, Robert Palmer song, uh, Addicted to Love? Well, that's O.J. He's addicted to the love of of people, uh, to fame. Uh, It was a fascinating moment during the hearing uh, this week in Nevada 
when he was asked by he asked a bunch of softball questions by these judges that already made up their minds to let him out and one of the questions was well uh, mr simpson how are you going to handle uh, dealing with the public uh, you know with, with all that's gone on in your life if we let you out <laughs> and you know talk about an easy question oj says well i've never had any problem dealing with the public then he of course tells his big fat lie i've, I've led a conflict free life yeah right uh the other the other whopper he told was uh, uh when they asked him about guns you know well gee you know do, there were there were guns in the room there and he said well i didn't have a gun i've never pulled a gun on anybody he said in fact i've never pulled a weapon on anyone in my life and i'm thinking well, let's see the definition of a weapon might that include a knife yeah i suppose anyway so he's asked about fame and his relationship with the public and he, he says wow uh, you know i've been famous since i i was 19 and i i've never had a problem dealing with the public wherever i go and you can ask bruce here the victim who's testifying in favor of letting oj simpson out you can ask bruce whenever i go out in public it's it's a crowd there's always a crowd around me so there won't be any problem there well no there won't really be a problem the thing is a lot of people are going to have to make up their mind as to how they react to the guy because he's going to be walking along Ventura Boulevard here in L.A. He's going to be in Florida, and he's probably going to wind up on a reality show. And there was an interesting contradiction in the O.J. Simpson parole hearing in Nevada this week. Simpson's testifying along, and and people are are saying, well, you know, O.J., what's your attitude, or Mr. Simpson, what's your attitude toward your time behind bars? And he's saying, well, you know, I just wanted to to put in my time, and I want to give back to my family. Everybody's so focused on this media circus. I've turned down interviews. I don't want anything to do with the media. I just want to get back to my family. Okay, that's his pitch. A few minutes later, his lawyer gets to pipe up. O.J.'s been doing all the talking, so now it's his lawyer's turn. And his lawyer says, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I actually have a little surprise here for Mr. Simpson. I'm going to read a letter from O.J. written to an assemblyman here in the state of Nevada. Now, uh, Mr. Simpson doesn't know I'm going to read this, but I think it's a very important point. So he starts reading the letter, and it's from O.J. to some assemblyman in Nevada. And the gist of the letter is, well, here I am in prison, but you know what? I've learned a lot here in prison, and the guy's really need more help. They, they need more money for athletic equipment and this and that. And so I really hope you can help us out. And you're in a position to, to really do great things for us. And, and, and oh, by the way, you know, when I do get out, I, gosh, I'm thinking about maybe a webcam thing or, or a podcast, something like that. So the lawyer's reading this letter without recognizing that he's just contradicted what his test, what his uh, client said a few minutes earlier about you know disclaiming any interest in being involved in in the media. And the other problem with with what the lawyer did was he didn't accomplish his goal. He was trying to argue, and he tried to make the point that here O.J. is writing to the assemblyman, and he could have said to this powerful assemblyman, hey, uh, pull some strings, let me out. I'm tired of being here in prison. I'm up for parole, so help me out. But O.J. didn't do that. He didn't say that. And I'm thinking to myself, give me a break. You really think that O.J. Simpson would be so blatant and obvious as to say that in a letter to an assemblyman? Better to simply write a letter along the lines of, well, you know, I've been keeping my nose clean here in prison, and I really want to help the guys, and they really need money, and I'm not asking for anything for myself, but please help them. You don't think that's a way to ingratiate yourself with somebody who's powerful in the state of Nevada? So bottom line is I don't think his lawyer did him any good at all. Uh, But, of course, it didn't really matter because the result pretty much was preordained. So back to the money issue. O.J. Simpson, um, at the wrongful death case in uh, in the 90s uh, in Santa Monica, well, it was a setback. Let's put it that way. The, the jury comes back, and they may not have decided it as quickly as the criminal jury uh, decided it. I think the criminal jury spent mm, two hours deliberating. But actually, if you think about it, two hours included ordering a ham sandwich, voting on selecting a a foreman, and then, oh, by the way, oh, yeah, we, we've listened to mind-numbing, super-technical DNA testimony and, and grisly, uh, you know, overwhelming, d- disgusting, uh, vicious uh, evidence. Oh, we're going to take about a half hour to 45 minutes to decide he's not guilty. But the civil jury took a little longer, and they came up with $33 million as about the right number for O.J. Simpson to pay to the families of his victims. But 
we have 10% interest in this state in California. And as a result, that $33 million is now up to $52 million. So that's what he owes the families of his victims. Over the years, the families have been able to collect, I want to say, in the range of four or $500,000. You know, they, they would seize uh, trophies or, or something that they could sell of O.J. Simpson's. But basically, he has made sure that he's made no money in terms of salary because he knows it would go in the pocket of Fred Goldman. And one of the problems with the system that perhaps should be reformed is that O.J. Simpson gets a pension of $19,000 a month from the National Football League, and he's just added that money to a nest egg of about $2.5 million in terms of retirement benefits. Now, you ask yourself, well, why can't Fred Goldman get that money? Well, it's because Congress says O.J. gets to keep it. When Congress set up the rules about pensions years ago, what they said was, it's so important that people are able to keep their pension money that we don't think judgment creditors should be able to go after it. Well, okay, maybe if you didn't pay Bert down at the hardware store for a hammer and he sues you in small claims court, okay, uh, so Bert shouldn't be able to invade your pension. Shouldn't it be a little different if you kill two people and if a jury says you killed two people and they grant a wrongful death judgment against you? Shouldn't that justify invading a little bit of your $19,000 a month NFL pension? Seems to me like it should. When we come back, it was the chuckle hut there in Nevada for the O.J. Simpson hearing. Uh, there were moments of levity, a lot of laughter. And I think Fred Goldman probably took it kind of like a punch in the gut. So when we return, we will relay some of the humorous moments at the O.J. Simpson hearing in Nevada. If you'd like to join the conversation on the Royal Oak Show, 818-818-6401 is the number. Or you can tweet us at CRN Digital Talk. This is Royal Oaks on the Royal Oak Show. We'll be back on CRN with the Royal Oak Show. What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you could donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free, and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-785-9618. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free, and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you for calling, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to many exciting locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now, 1-800-785-9618. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher. Call now, 1-800-785-9618. That's 1-800-785-9618. When you really want Italian food, you've got to go to Colombo's. Colombo's Italian Steakhouse and Jazz Club, Colorado Boulevard, Eagle Rock. And if there's one thing about Colombo's, it's their tradition of giving back to the community. This year, Columbus is asking you to help the Los Robles Medical Center. They send teams of doctors, clinicians, and support staff down to Honduras. And when it comes to health, Honduras is below third world country status. It's that bad. Any contribution for the purchase of medication and supplies for the unfortunate in Honduras is needed right now. The Los Robles Medical Mountain Team leaves for Honduras in August, so your contributions are needed now. Please help and make a difference. Go to friendsofbarnabas.com, friendsofbarnabas.com. Then scroll down to the Donate button and designate the funds to Los Robles 2017. And thank you. stop me now there's more to say about oj simpson uh we're we're just rolling through the uh oj simpson uh, parole story royal oak show here uh, so 
you know, there were some moments of humor, uh, Mike Gary, during the the hearing. I think it, it kind of shocked some people. Uh, of course, the first one wasn't O.J.'s fault, I suppose. It was the fault of the chair of this uh, of this parole board. So the lady's going through some of the background facts, and she's listing uh, the statistics, and then she says, okay, Mr. Simpson, you're 90 years old, and everybody kind of looks. Some people start to laugh a little bit, and she says, oh, oh, I'm sorry, you're 70 years old. And then she smiles, and she looks at him and says, you know, you look pretty good for 90, and everybody has a good laugh. And I'm thinking, gee, you know, levity in this context? It seems a little strange. And at that point, I thought to myself, I kind of doubt that at the end of the hour, after kind of joking and bantering with O.J., that they're going to say, well, this is great to spend a, an hour with you, O.J. But, you know, the answer is no, five more years of prison, so come back later. That wasn't going to happen. The other moment of levity during the O.J. Simpson parole hearing was when they talked about where he was going to go, if hypothetically they might approve his release. So one of the board members says, well, it looks like here you want to go to Florida. And so they brought some captain in who would coordinate the investigation of O.J. Simpson's uh, situation with Florida, and he talks about how they would work with him in terms of relocating him. And he has connections with the family and the, and the community. He's got kids in Florida. And so they say, so you're, you're, you want to go to Florida. And Simpson smiles, a big broad smile, and he says, yeah, somehow I think a lot of folks in Nevada maybe wouldn't want me to stay here any longer. And everybody starts laughing, and one of the board members says, well, no comment on that. Again, it just seemed like it was a little weird that they would inject that much levity. So bottom line is, uh, I think a lot of people were, were angry. As a matter of fact, there were, there were a few uh, letters uh, to the Los Angeles Times where people were really cranky about the coverage. Uh, there was a Villa Park resident, uh, Donna K. Wise, uh, wrote into the Times, it's totally inappropriate for you to put the story of Simpson's parole on the front page. It is not newsworthy. This is trash journalism at its worth. Worst, it, this is beneath the times. I'm very disappointed. And I'm thinking to myself, really, is it inappropriate to put the story of Simpson's parole on the front page? I mean, this was basically the trial of the century. It was one of the biggest uh, news stories of the 1990s. Obviously, people have a high level of interest in this, so it's kind of weird to uh, to object to it being on the front page. There was another article from uh, Victoria Phillips of uh, San Diego. She says, how disgusting to open my paper this morning to a front-page article in large photo of Simpson. I can only imagine how the families of these two people must, who were killed in 1994 must feel. I feel sickened by the publicity this man has garnered. It seems celebrity overrules conscience and good taste. Well, again, i, I got to think that the families, the, the Goldman family and the Brown family, they're pretty used to seeing O.J. Simpson uh, in the newspaper, in the news. I can't imagine that, that this really added significantly the fact that there is substantial coverage to this. Then we have uh, L.A. resident John Merritt. He objected to the exhaustive coverage. He says, they say lightning never strikes the same place uh, twice. I beg to differ. No matter what TV channel I turned to on Thursday, I was subjected to another low-speed chase with seemingly endless hours-long live coverage of the Simpson parole hearing. Why was this soap opera considered all-important breaking news preempting the real soap operas? That's a little weird. Why somebody would prefer to see real soap operas as opposed to news. I mean, when you have something like Simpson hit the news, yeah, it's disgusting to think of what he did. But when people hear about his story, you learn a lot about the legal system. For example... People learned that there's a difference between the criminal standard of proof and the civil standard of proof. They learned that a guy who can be found not guilty of murder in the criminal context, beyond reasonable doubt is the standard, can nonetheless be found liable based on a preponderance of the evidence in a civil case for wrongful death. People learned that, in fact, you can have two trials. Even though you beat the rap on the criminal side, you, are nonetheless, may be forced to stand trial in a civil context. So these high-profile trials actually help teach people a lot about the legal system. Think about the Bill Cosby case recently. We learned that Bill Cosby had, what, 50, 53 accusers. The judge was asked to allow 12 of them to testify in addition to Andrea Constand about what Bill Cosby allegedly did. 
And the question becomes, well, do you allow a dozen people other than the person whose charge is the subject of the, of the criminal action to testify? And the answer is, well, sometimes you do and sometimes you don't. This judge compromised by allowing one additional victim to testify, so there was a total of two. But if you let a lot of additional people testify on the argument that, well, gee, it's a pattern and practice of conduct, that raises the risk of prejudice. That raises the risk that the jury will say, wow, I don't think he did anything to Andrea, but I'm pretty sure he was a, a really terrible person and sexually abused five or six of the people who testified, and therefore I'm going to vote guilty. And that's just not fair. As a result, this is the kind of thing that people can learn about. Think about the Rodney King case. People learned that even though there's a double jeopardy rule, if the cops were found not guilty of a state law charge, they nonetheless were required to stand trial a second time on a federal law charge. So there's some advantages to these high-profile trials, and with all due respect, maybe people get a little bit more out of that coverage than watching their traditional soap operas. Hey, folks, when we come back, i got four takeaways from O.J. Simpson for you. Do stick around. I've been thinking about this case for about 25 years, so this should be interesting. This is The Royal Oak Show. We'll be back on CRN with The Royal Oak Show. Experience a luxury boutique hotel escape in the heart of Laguna Beach, California. With the finest art gallery, shopping, dining, and nightlife just steps from your door. The heart of Laguna Beach, the edge of the sea. It's the Inn at Laguna Beach. Enjoy our comfortable rooms, blending the style of a timeless beach bungalow with the modern comforts of today. 70 newly appointed guest rooms and suites await you at the Inn at Laguna Beach. Then, relax at the rooftop bar, where you'll indulge in breathtaking views of the ocean. For dining, you'll find libations and local cuisine on the California coastline, including dining at the legendary Las Brisas, a Southern California landmark. The Inn at Laguna Beach, footsteps from room to village to sea, located in the heart of Laguna Beach. The Inn is within walking distance of all that Laguna Beach has to offer. No car required. The Inn at Laguna Beach, 211 North Coast Highway in Laguna Beach, California. Call 800-544-4479 or visit innatlagunabeach.com. If you're eligible for Medicare, you need to know there is money available to you that can lower your Medicare prescription costs. How much can you save? Find out now by making a free call to Health Markets. They'll search from a variety of nationally recognized plans to find you the right coverage at a price that fits your budget. And they'll do all this valuable research for you at no charge to you. And remember, you may be able to save money on your prescriptions. We'll tell you if you qualify. Why pay a penny more than you have to for an insurance policy? Let us find you the right plan at the right price and see if you qualify to lower your prescription costs. Put our free service to work for you at no charge. Call Health Markets right now. 800-990-0351. 800-990-0351. 800-990-0351. That's 800-990-0351. Health Markets Insurance Agency is the DBA of InSphere Insurance Solutions, Inc. Licensed in all 50 states and D.C. Service and product availability varies by state. Agents may be compensated based on your enrollment. CR and listeners, when you come to Southern California, stop by a great restaurant, the Dresden Restaurant at 1760 North Vermont Avenue in Hollywood. Enjoy great entertainment, like the music of the legendary Marty and Elaine at the world-famous Dresden Restaurant. The Dresden was a location for the making of the movie Swingers. Now you can swing with stars Marty and Elaine. Plus, enjoy great food, too, like French onion soup, artichoke hearts, and many other great appetizers. Seafood? There's salmon, shrimp scampi, New Zealand orange roughy, halibut, Lake Superior whitefish, and specialties like veal marsala, piccata, and parmigiana. Plus, we've got a great roast rack of lamb, chicken piccata, and cordon bleu, and pasta dishes, too. Steaks? Filet. New York, Chateaubriand for two. Much more, too, including pork chops, prime rib of beef, and an incredibly extra large cut of prime rib. It's the Dresden Restaurant, open for lunch Monday through Saturday and dinner Monday through Sunday. Check us out at 1760 North Vermont Avenue or call 323-665-4294. Mama, just killed a man. Welcome back. This is the Royal Oak Show. We're talking about the O.J. Simpson parole hearing and specifically uh, his release. So, what are the takeaways? So I got, I got four points I want to lay on you. Number one, O.J.'s guilty. And this is important to focus on, not just for the obvious reason. It's important to know that somebody who's in the public eye 
is actually a double killer. It's especially important because there are two Americas. The America consisting of people basically over 35 who lived through the trial and they know exactly what happened. And then there are the millennials. Basically, everybody under 30 or 32, uh, they didn't live through it. So to set the record straight, O.J. did it. Number one, his blood was all over the scene, all over the car that he drove back to his house, all over the walkway into his house and all over his house. The blood of the victims was in his house, in the car. Now, DNA tells us it's 171 million to one that it was anybody but O.J. Simpson. It was O.J. Simpson. Now, some people say, well, they planted the blood. Well, what about point number two? His footprints were there. Bruno Mali's shoes, very unusual shoes, size 12, and that's O.J.'s. Those were his shoes. That was his size. Number three, he had a cut like crazy on his left hand, on his finger, and the blood was dripping on the left side of the killer as he walked away in his Bruno Mali size 12 shoes. He also had seven or eight abrasions, almost as if he was in a huge knife fight. Point number four, the telephone call with the cops. The cops call O.J. Simpson. He's flown to Chicago, and they say, terrible news, O.J., your ex-wife has been killed. Number one, he doesn't say, oh, how did it happen? Number two, he doesn't say, are my kids okay? He knew his two small children were living with Nicole in the condo, and he didn't say, how are they? Hmm, Maybe because he knew the answers to both questions. And, of course, point number three, he didn't say which ex-wife. He's got two. So, ladies and gentlemen, the guy's guilty. Takeaway number two from O.J. Simpson, uh, we need to toughen up parole. I realize you have to incentivize the prison population to behave behind bars with a reward to get out, but to the extent every state has its own laundry list of factors, and Nevada's list doesn't include looking at the fact the guy was a serial wife abuser and then a double killer, I think there's something wrong with this picture. Number three, we got to rearrange our priorities. Just because somebody is famous doesn't mean they get a free pass. And that's exactly what we do in our society. We worship the famous, we cut them a break, and the concept of celebrity justice is not a myth, folks. It is alive and well. And it makes no sense. I mean, if somebody's famous because they invented the polio vaccine, okay, maybe they deserve a break. Maybe Jonas Salk and Dr. Sabin deserve a get-out-of-jail-free card. But because somebody has a nice singing voice or makes you laugh in a sitcom or was a great running back is not a reason to treat them differently or better in our legal system. We pride ourselves on being dedicated to the idea that nobody is above the law, that Richard Nixon is out of office and senators who are corrupt and other famous and powerful people should be brought down if their conduct justifies that. So when you see O.J. on Ventura Boulevard, I'm not saying you have to start screaming at him, but don't go for the selfie. Don't shake his hand. Don't ask for his autograph. You know, take a stand. Shun him. You wouldn't want a selfie with a rapist. Actually, that's a tough question. Mike Tyson did do time for rape. He's been out for years. Now he's an actor. So probably there are plenty of selfies going on all the time. It's not easy enforcing these moral standards, I know. Most people probably think Michael Jackson was a child molester. What percentage of folks who who hear Thriller on the radio turn it off? It's a toe tapper, okay? You enjoy it. So it's hard to know exactly how to behave. But I think a good start would simply be when you see him on Roscoe Boulevard. Don't smile. Just turn and walk away. Point number four, don't turn the camera off just because the OJ trial was a circus. You are entitled to see your justice system at work. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. People behave better when they know they're being watched. And the image of the judiciary goes up when the cameras are rolling and they see what an excellent job the judges do. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Royal Oak Show. Join us again next Saturday. Have a great week. Are you tired of hearing your favorite talk radio shows sound like this? What if you could hear your favorite shows in crystal clear, high-definition digital sound? 
Well, with CRN Digital Talk Radio's six channels of high-definition radio, you can now hear all of your favorite hosts like you've never heard them before in CRN HD. The difference is amazing. Catch your favorite political hosts like Dennis Prager, Tom Hartman, Barry Farber, and so many more. Entertainment and lifestyle programming like the Robert Conrad Show, the What's Cooking Show, and the What's Cooking on Wine Show, all in true CRN HD audio. Sports, business, travel, food, wine, politics, there is something for everyone, and it's all available in CRN High Definition Sound. Log on to www.crntalk for listings and information on all your favorite shows. That's www.crntalk.com.